Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. In Louisville, at the corner of 4th and Walnut, in the center of the shopping district, I was suddenly overwhelmed with the realization that I loved all these people, that they were mine and I theirs, that we could not be alien to one another even though we were total strangers. It was like waking from a dream of separateness, of spurious self-isolation in a special world. This sense of liberation from an illusory difference was such a relief and such a joy to me that I almost laughed out loud. I have the immense joy of being man, a member of a race in which God himself became incarnate, as if the sorrows and stupidities of the human condition could overwhelm me now that I realize what we all are. And if only everybody could realize this, but it cannot be explained. There is no way of telling people walking around, shining like the sun. These are the words of Thomas Merton in 1966 in a book you need to buy today called Conjectures of a Guilty Bystander. More on this in a moment. So I walked in from St. Francis Mission last Sunday evening and my wife was doing what we love to do, although she was there early, watching the Grammys. And a little wine, some snacks set out, and I walked in, and the first thing she said to me was, well, you missed Dua Lipa, oh well. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But put everything away, and, and we sat down, and um, we were already anticipating a moment that we knew was coming in the Grammys. We liked the Grammys. I'm a shameless fan of the Grammys, as a matter of fact, I would argue that many times what's said up there, even though we love to malign stars and athletes and musicians and such like, sometimes they're our Ezekiels and our Jeremiah's and our Amos's and our Obadiah's. And they're pointing out things we don't like, and so it's very easy to categorize them as whatever, write them off, dismiss them, and go back to business as usual. That's not what the sermon's about, mercifully. <laughs> My wife and I are music fans. We like everything that's good. And <laughs> one of the things, one of our favorite phenomenon over the past year has been Luke Combs' new version of Tracy Chapman's song, Fast Car. And I've listened to it over and over and over again. Luke Combs also covered, has covered some more songs. And when you listen to him sing, I told Shannon, I said, he loves this music. He loves these songs. They're in him. They're coming out of him with parts of him spreading out into the atmosphere and with parts of the divine as well, all swirling together. And so we're waiting for this moment, and Chad and I were talking about this. They pushed it a little bit into the show, which I'm glad that they did. And then... They announce it. And the opening riff starts. 
And I can't explain it, but it's happening again right now. But something is tore us both at a place we cannot even touch inside of our souls. And we both just started crying. Looking at Tracy's face of a song she wrote 36 years ago, overjoyed. Like she was dazzling. She was shining like the sun. Her clothes were dazzling with white. And you look at Luke Combs and he can't really believe what's happening. But as young as he is, he also knows that something is happening. And so to sit there and listen to this performance, weeping ourselves into a quiet, beautiful oblivion, was a thin space moment. Something was going on. If I tried to name it, I would spoil it. If I tried to take a picture of it and put it on Instagram, I would ruin it. So all we can do is just experience it. It was like, it was bigger and more real. It was unnameable, it was unspeakable, it was beautiful. It was as if they were both doing what they were made to do. Shining like the sun and yet mysterious. And by the way, when you hear the word mystery, mystery is not not knowing. Mystery is endless knowing. It's jumping into the beautiful abyss and falling and falling and grabbing everything you can on the way down knowing that there is no bottom. Because this is God after all. The God and Father of Jesus Christ. Merton in the Grammys. Thin space moments. Moments so good and real and true and filling and crushing that all you can do is cry. Moments you don't want to end. N.T. Wright comments on this. It's very weird what the disciples say about the Moses and Elijah thing. Hey, why don't we build three shelters? And they were talking about the Jewish festival Sukkoth, which is the festival of booths. And, and we'll take care of it that way. And N.T. Wright comments, he goes, that is such a weird thing to say. The only way we know that they said it is, it, it, they should have left it out, but they didn't leave it out because they actually said it, right? And so it points to the fact that the gospels are trustworthy documents, things that we can depend on. But these moments never last long. Have you noticed this? They never last long. And you, Merton would talk about later that he felt at one with everyone. We're already one. Everyone's shining like the sun. And then the next day, the guy crossing the street flipped him off and it was all over again, right? And we're back to where we started. We're back to business as usual. But if we allow those thin space, mysterious God encounter moments to touch us and to transform us, they never actually go away. We can hold that space. We can take those things with us but it, it's intentional. It has to be something that we do with everything that we are, or as Paul would say, working out our salvation with fear and trembling. So I decided, and after hearing you read the epistle, I'm almost sad that I didn't read the epistle. I looked at Chad and said, oh, after hearing him read that, I can go home now. So thank you for that. The glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. When I first read the passages for today, I breezed past the gospel. I've read this passage hundreds upon hundreds of times. And, but I had this little 
thing, this little pebble in my shoe when I was walking. And it hurt, but it didn't hurt enough for me to stop and take it off until finally it got big enough that it did. And so I went back and read the gospel again. And it absolutely floored me. I want to read a portion of it. This is Mark 2, Mark 9, 2, 2 through 7 in the NIV. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transformed, transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud and said, This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Listen to him. Right after this thin space moment, where they see Jesus for who he really is. They and we are given a very simple command. This is my son. I love him. Listen to him. So simple. It reminds me of another time with Peter, James, and John that Paul had been in seminary with Peter, James, and John in Galatians, and he had learned from them and he's summarizing his time with Peter, James, and John. And listen to what Paul says. In Galatians 2, 9 to 10, I'm going to have to turn there because I'm still a Baptist in my heart and mind. Thank you for getting that. For those of you who obviously were Baptists. Galatians 2, uh, 9 through 10, listen to this. He said, James, John, and... Um, Peter, those esteemed pillars, gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship. And all they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor, the very thing I'd been eager to do all along. All they asked, all they asked was that we continue to remember the poor. What about systematic theology? What about culture wars? What about the age of the earth? Come on now. Come on. You can laugh. It's okay. We're friends. No, all they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor. They had listened to that voice that said, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. So simple. You want to shine like the sun? And if you're hearing Rihanna, that's okay. Right? Almost played it. Amen. You want, to, you want to shine like the sun? You want to blaze with the glory of God? You want to change the world of business as usual? Listen to him. Listen to Jesus. Are you ready for this? This is all Jesus coming up here. Come to me, 
all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble. My yoke is easy, and my burden is so light. Love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the peacemakers. Beloved, if you're offering your gift at the altar and remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift at the altar. Go and be reconciled with them. Leave church because your relationship is more important than anything. In Matthew 5, Jesus says, you've heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand your coat as well over. If anyone forces you to go one mile, at this time it would have been the government, Roman soldiers, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is. There's your heart also. My loves, he says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you'll be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. In Matthew 25, he says, come. He will say, come, you are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance, for I was hungry. And you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. When did we see you sick or in prison? Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of these brothers or sisters of mine, one of the least, you did to me. I think we all get the point. Listening to Jesus is life. Because he is life. He is everything. We are meant to shine like the sun. We are meant to be transformed into his likeness. My friends, for so long we turned the gospel into a transaction where somehow this thing happened in the world of pure forms and pure ideas where God needed to Jesus needed to rescue us from this loving God, and if we believe this certain thing, then it sealed everything up, and then we could go on living our lives as business as usual. That is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is being transformed by the one who is the Logos, who is everything, into his likeness. He's the beloved of God, and we listen to him. Paul said it this way, and yes, you're thinking to yourself, I bet he's going to quote Philippians 2. I am. 
I don't ever want to disappoint you. Paul said, have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he emptied himself by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. He wants to transform us. He wants you to know who we really are and why we are here. He wants to transform and transfigure the whole world. And he is doing it. And he is doing it right now when we listen to him. There is nothing to earn. There is no shame to carry. All of that has been put to rest. There is only crawling up into the lap of a loving father and having him tell us the stories of Jesus and write on our hearts every word. Merton wasn't finished with his comments earlier. This is what he said at the end. Then it was as if I suddenly saw the secret beauty of their hearts, everyone else in the world, the depths of their hearts where neither sin nor desire nor self-knowledge can reach, the core of their reality, the person that each one is in God's eyes. If only we could see each other that way all the time, there would be no more war, no more hatred, no more cruelty, no more greed, but this cannot be seen, only believed and understood by a peculiar gift. Father Chad posted this week, and I think he said it last week, I wasn't here, communion changes the way we see things as well as people. I wish all of you could serve communion sometime. It's one of my favorite things that I get to do. <clears throat> First of all, everyone kneels. There's no distinctions. There's no black or white or rich or poor or gay or straight or anything. There's human beings made in God's image around this rail, receiving food from his hands. I don't know if you've noticed, but I try to gaze deeply into each of your eyes when I'm serving. Because when you look back at me, I know what I'm seeing. I'm seeing an icon of Christ, looking at an icon of Christ. And in that moment, we get to love each other and know each other and be for each other and with each other and for the I'm going to quote St. Augustine, which is a big deal because I have a lot of problems with St. Augustine. <laughs> the man needed a new theology of sin, but you know what? I need a new theology of things I don't even know about yet. Listen to what he said. In the end, 
when all is said and done. It will only be Christ loving Christ. That's who we are. We are his body. We are his blood. That's why we have to rage against war. That's why we have to rage against violence, against hate in every form. We have to, because you're diamonds shining like the sun. That's what Jesus says. That's what Jesus shows us. Today, we are invited to be fed and clothed with the righteousness of Christ. Come as you are. I didn't know if I was going to do this. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Some of you might be And I'm going to recommend three books. And if you don't like books, come and see me. I'll do movies. And if you don't like movies, I'll do music. And if you don't like music, then we'll take walks together. Okay? And we'll talk about other things. Because I want to be all of y'all's best friend. Okay? I am a four, after all. But I want to give you... I want to give you three books that I have read and reread and reread and reread and reread. And maybe one of them, you got to listen for the Holy Spirit. You may listen to this and go, nah. But you may hear one and go, ooh, I'm going to do that. Three books. The first one is many, many years um, old. It is by Leonard Sweet and Frank Viola. It's called Jesus Manifesto. Restoring the supremacy and sovereignty of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've noticed, but sometimes... In Christianity in the West, Jesus might not be quite on the throne, and we need him on the throne. So that's the first one. The second one, and this is part of a trilogy, and yes, I want you to read the trilogy. And if you don't want to read the trilogy, I have summaries for you. This is Bradley Jerzak, Canadian. A more Christ-like God, a more beautiful gospel. Start this and prepare to be fire-hosed by the love of God and the supremacy of Jesus Christ. And the last one is one of Richard Rohr's oldest books. Don't be scared. You don't have to believe everything people write. Just reading books is like eating fish. You come to a bone, spit it out, and keep eating, right? Go ahead. <clears throat> but this is, this is 1996, and I want you to take note of that. This is before all of the unpleasantness that has happened after 1996. Jesus' plan for a new world, the Sermon on the Mount. We want to know Christ. We want to know the power of his resurrection. Taste and see that the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Amen. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to luminousanglican.com. Peace be with you.